Hi, I'm Zuby from Magic with Zuby, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now, the opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. The intellectual podcast starts now. Welcome back to the Intellectual Podcast. I'm your host, David S. Dawson. And before we get into today's podcast, which is the second part of our Oscar predictions rundown, I just want to take a moment to congratulate the Intellectual Film Team. Uh, Intellectual Entertainment uh, last night discovered that we have earned five nominations at the 2018 San Diego Film Awards. Um, One of them is for Best Television Program for the Intellectual Talk Show which we produced last year, this past year. And uh, we earned three nominations for our film Forever My Love, including Best Makeup and Hair for John Aviles, uh, Best Costume Design for Teresa Dawson Davis and myself, and Best Actor for Randy Davison. Congratulations, Randy. And we also saw Mike Smith and Lindsay Joel, our visual effects team on Convolution, get recognized for their work on that film as well. So congratulations to the team. It was a wonderful night of uh, announcements. Um, Super exciting. And I also want to make a special shout out to our our camera guy uh, and all around great friend and occasional podcast co-host, Mike Peterson who was nominated for his commercial greetings from San Diego that he did with his company, DVK. And uh, it's a wonderful piece that really showcases the city. And uh, he got nominated for Best Commercial Program for that as well. So congratulations, Mike. And also, uh, my dear friend and sweetheart of a co-host, Whitney Wegman, was nominated last night for Best Actress in the film Valhalla that she did with uh, Raul Uriola and Uriola Films. And so a big congratulations goes out to Whitney Wegman for her nomination for Best Actress as well. It was a big night for the team. Um, There were plenty of other uh, nominations as well on films that I worked on, like um, Forgotten Hero. Uh, That that film garnered uh, a bunch of nominations as well and uh, some big ones at that. So congratulations all around, um, really, for everybody involved and and for all of you in the San Diego community who are making films and pushing our our community forward and into an industry. Uh, Congratulations on a great night. Uh, Here's looking forward to 10 days of amazing films and workshops at San Diego Film Week. If you want to get more information about Film Week, please visit sdfilmweek.com. And then join us on April 8th. For the San Diego Film Awards, where hopefully we'll be taking home some uh, some hardware. That'd be great, right? And then, of course, the uh, Film Awards will then air on KPBS 2 on April 20th, and then will be available on the KPBS app on Roku and Apple TV and various streaming devices um, in the days following the airing on television. Hello there, citizens. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the floaty that will not flush no matter how many times you try in the toilet bowl of crime. I am Darkwing Duck. Telling you, please, talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. <laughs> Whatever the heck that means. 
After all, you are watching Intellectual Podcast with your ears. Welcome back to the Intellectual Podcast. I'm your host, David S. Dawson. I am sitting here at the table with the beautiful Allie Lennox, the beautiful Ryan Castleman. <laughs> Hi. And uh, we're, we're going to finish off our Oscar predictions. Uh, we, we did kind of most of the technical stuff mm-hmm. last week. And uh, we're going to go now into, into the kind of big stuff. So like the Oscars, we have them on two separate <laughs> occasions. <laughs> yeah, all you technical people, you, know, you get that extra night with a couple celebrities. Um, but we're going to start off uh, tonight's discussion with, uh, with cinematography, Great. which is one of my favorite categories because um, yeah. I, love, I love motion pictures, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. where it starts, <laughs> like moving pictures. Um, Ryan, let's start with you. Because you had one of the best films I've seen out of San Diego in the last year, and oh. uh, I trust your eye on stuff. What what uh, what did you pick? Uh, you know, cinematography is not my strong point, though. Um, <laughs> what I would say, I, I'm going with Blade Runner, twenty forty nine. I the thing that worries me is that obviously Roger Deakins hasn't won. Uh, he's been nominated multiple multiple times, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't see that name on the ballot. They just see the movie. So it's not going to matter. They're not, they have to know. <laughs> right. Um, but and the, it worries me because it, it kind of underperformed in the other bit major categories. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But I'm going to go with Blade Runner uh, right now. Dunkirk is my second. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous about this one. Allie. I remember very distinctly sitting in the theater of Blade Runner and turning to my friend and saying, this is a very beautiful film. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm giving it the cinematography. Um, I think there is, there's a scene where it gets all red um, when he's first, when I think he first meets Harrison Ford. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's just the most different of all the others. But I could also see Shape of Water just kind taking of it. coattailing. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. Getting back to your fear that Shape of Water is going to just like Dominate. sweep across a bunch yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I have a feeling. I don't think Dunkirk will get it, actually, though. That's an interesting alternate of yours. I disagree. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't as impressed with cinematography in Dunkirk. For all the things that I loved about that movie, mm-hmm. in the technical side of things, yeah. the cinematography I thought was the weakest of the technical aspects of that film. Um, what did you go with? Well, I didn't see it, but I saw enough trailers and behind the scenes and it helped motivate how I shot my most recent film tossed aside. Um, this movie plus, uh, neon demon and John wick. I'm on a huge kick right now for neon, uh, <laughs> neon war. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. um, so blade runner 2049, I think is, mm-hmm. I think of all these films, it's the one that maybe pushes the envelope the, the most yeah. and, I, and, and, and in terms the of color look. palette on it, just yes, looking exactly. at it's it the color in the palette. trailers, even mm-hmm. the color palette's like nothing else that was in the theaters. Right. Um, and to be a big Hollywood release with techniques that a lot of the smaller kind of grittier indie films are doing, I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's got a pedigree, uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of the original Blade Runner, but that movie is also gorgeous, mm-hmm. and it lived up to the visuals of the original film. But will the Academy notice? Yeah. <laughs> will the Academy agree with us? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll know soon. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, Blade Runner for me as well. So, 
Um, original screenplay. Such a tough one. This is the hardest category this, for me. Yeah, this and adapted screenplay, I think, were the two mm-hmm. hardest for me overall. Okay, who wants to start? I will preface yeah. this by saying I loved Get Out. Mm-hmm. Yes. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved that. I thought the script on that was, yeah. was fantastic, and I would not be unhappy to see it win. However, However. <laughs> Three of Awards is in there, and it's my favorite film of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I walked out of that movie specifically saying how much I loved the writing. Mm-hmm. I thought the writing on that movie was superb. Okay. So that's your vote? Yeah. Okay. Allie? I, you know, I, there's still part of me that thinks just for political reasons and all that, I, I think if, if Get Out could win anything, mm-hmm. it will win original screenplay. I know it won something recently. It won the Writers Guild. It won the Writers Guild. Uh-huh. Um, and I do think it's a story. I think it's, I, I, I thought it was, I, it really does say something. It's fascinating. And I think, uh, that being said, my personal favorite was big, The Big Sick. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give get out a I think it's got a shot I really do, yeah. so yeah. What'd you go with, Ryan? Every single film here is really good. So good. It's probably one of the strongest years I've ever seen in this category. Absolutely. Um, the I went with three billboards, and I have a reason why. I th- I think Get Out is the most deserving. Mm-hmm. I think it it it. it if you're looking at original, yes. I think it's the most, most original, original, which I, they typically sometimes will go with. They'll mm-hmm. they'll say yes. They'll they'll look at that word original and vote with what they feel feels original. I love Lady Bird. I think it's really well written. I would love to see that one as well. Yes. Three billboards. The reason why it didn't compete with at the WGA, it wasn't wasn't eligible, oh. so it didn't get out one over. Oh. So that's one thing to consider. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. You know, I just think it's going to be a three billboards sweep, like as many categories as it can. I think it's just going to be, this is the category to watch out for though. Yes. Yeah. If, if three billboards win, then you might, I, I really think whatever wins this category will win best picture. Oh. I really do. So even get out, if get out wins this. I think, I think you, you may be right there. Yeah. I think, I think you're you should right. watch out. Cause there is a small part of me. Well, we'll get there, but okay. That's a good, I well, think that's a great and, observation. And, and this gets back to. What makes a best picture? Mm-hmm. You know, like good point. It, is and at the end of the day, the sum it of not... all its parts, or is it the story? Right. <laughs> you know? Well, the story and, launches the sum of its part. You know, it right? launches everything so, else. So you know, I think it's it, it should be a pretty good indicator of what you might expect at best picture. Right. That being said, I would be happy if any one of them won for Absolutely. best screenplay. I would not be happy though if if say. Lady Bird, you know, I wouldn't be happy if it also then won the best picture. That makes sense. That's the sense. thing. Is this going to be Birdman or right. is this going to be, you know, Spotlight? Is, is it exactly. going to be Get Out wins screenplay and then best picture and that's all it wins? Is it going to be Lady Bird wins best screenplay and then best picture and that's all it wins? Yes. Or is it going to be like a Birdman year where it's like they loved it. They want to give it everything. Across the board, right. which is a three so. billboards of Shape of Water. So yeah. pretty much the only one that's not a contestant is The Big Sick, even though it's a great story. <laughs> And it's I, think, a true I think the story. nomination is probably the the, the award. For I think that. it is. Yeah, uh, I think it is. Just for the sake of not hearing him complain to me that I didn't bring. <laughs> yeah, it up. what did Mark say? Yeah. Um, cinematography. He has Blade Runner. Okay. And original screenplay. He's got Get Out. Oh, okay. okay. All right. See, All right. Mark is good at this, though. I he really is. do think he is. He. I think he does his research, but. I, I don't. Do. I don't know. 
So that actually scares me. I think he looks at the odds in Vegas and goes on those. Well, this is not a bad strategy. (laughs) Okay. It's a different way to go about it, but yeah, that works too. Um, Okay. So let's move on to adapted screenplay. Um, I thought that was another strong category. I don't think so. Really? I mean, there's some good choices here. Yeah. It's cool Logan got in. I think it's usually no representation. For comic book movies, so that's pretty cool. Right. I think this is the easiest category of the night for me. Oh, really? Picking the winner. Oh, gosh. I hope I picked so the same easy. one as you then. <laughs> What'd you go with? It's Call Me By Your Name. Okay, yeah, that's what I picked. <laughs> what did you go with? Um, well, I only saw two of those films, um, Disaster Artists and mm-hmm. Logan. <laughs> um, so I can't speak to what will actually win, mm-hmm. um, but I will speak to the fact that I would love to see a fucking comic book movie. <laughs> like, and if anyone deserves it, Logan's definitely any, the one. if any comic book movie deserves it, Logan should do mm-hmm. it because that movie was really, really well done. And, um, and su- surprisingly well done from the Fox movie house <laughs> yeah. um, who, who have classically not allowed the writers to do a good job of adapting their films. Mm. Um, I actually but, think but that Logan they're was, the, was the alternate. If call me by your natives, when I actually think Logan would be, it's, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but I think Logan would, that would be my next choice. Probably. I honestly can't even see an alternate. I can't even see an alternate. You can't even see an alternate. <laughs> not even, not Muppet. Okay. No, All right. I, I, I'd be shocked. I'd be so shocked if anything else takes it. What do you guys think that the, that the, the disaster artist made it in here? Well, I think the disaster artist is in there. If for nothing else, then Hollywood loves a story about itself. A story about itself. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that that was point. the strength for La La Land as well. I just, you know, uh, I still think it's kind of um, a stretch. <laughs> still, but I, yeah, you know, I. It's a movie about a bad movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so by nature, it looks better than maybe it is <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's good filmmakers making a bad movie within their movie. And it's uh, it, it, it's it's a genre that's been actually done a couple of times mm-hmm. before. And yeah. So for me, it's not hugely original. I think it's just uh, it just serves the usual Hollywood loves a movie about itself. Absolutely. Uh, that, that is, that is a, a good thing to consider. Yeah. It's an enjoyable mm-hmm. film. And I thought if there was anything it would be up for, it would be for that. that. Yeah. Right. But, uh, <laughs> Mark Atkinson, of course, thought I was crazy to think it wasn't going to get a bunch of nominations. Oh my gosh. But right. Yeah. Well, Mark Atkinson loved the disaster artist. So clearly he chose the disaster <laughs> artist. Um, no, he chose call me. By no, you. he, he chose call me by. Yeah. Your name, which you know also he, lends me to believe yeah, that Mark he, Atkinson is getting his information. He from sold Vegas. out on the movie. He that loves because so much. the number of times that I've seen him go see the disaster artist or the room, more importantly, He's he made a fan left. film called The Patio. He did. Like, it's, we know that this is a bullshit vote on your part, Mark Atkinson. Mark loves Call Me By Your Name, though, right? He's definitely seen it. Oh, of course. No, oh, he yeah. hasn't, right? No, I'm sure he relates to Army Hammer. Like, I think he sees himself. Yeah, no, I don't think he's seen that movie. <laughs> I'm an Army Hammer type. <laughs> we love you, Mark. Yes. Is that a love? Lots of love. <laughs> um... Okay, so foreign language film. Foreign I didn't see film. any. Uh, I didn't sorry. see any one. I haven't seen one of these. I yeah. haven't seen them, but I have heard about two of them, mm-hmm. and I went with one because I went with the insult. I've heard a lot of good things. It's not any any one of these could be. Yeah, I the one that I, there's one that I actually really want to see, and that's a fantastic woman. Mm-hmm. I saw a preview for it recently, and 
I thought the storytelling style is very interesting. And then learning more about it, it's a, a story about a, uh, a trans woman who is in a relationship with an older man and mm-hmm. he dies. Um, and the family doesn't want to let her stay um, in the house that they were sharing or go to the funeral. And it's a trans actress. And I just think it's timely. And I, I, I kind of think some of the, in, there was some interesting um, uh, filming techniques that I think, think that they chose they get a little non-linear in some of their storytelling so hmm. i think it's it's i don't know everyone's out there but i think the insult will get it just because i feel like i don't know it reminds me it's more similar to um the the ones we've had from oh i want to i don't know if it was iraq that came out the last two years the separation like the separation and okay. those i think it has a similar um thriller vibe to it in that sense or like the secret of your eyes or whatever yeah. i think that's what it was okay yeah. That's a good choice. Mark chose a fantastic woman. I chose a fantastic woman too. I heard it's the most heartfelt. So they love, they love heartfelt things. Yes. So the movie that's going to make, and I heard this is a, heard every single one of these is a little bit of a depressing movie. And fantastic woman is apparent from what I heard is the only one that has a little bit of like an upbeat to it. Yeah. Um, I think very often the foreign language films are depressing movies because. Well, they don't have to fill the Hollywood. Yeah, they style. don't have to fulfill the Hollywood style, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. and you often get, I think, much more like kind of true storytelling yeah. Yeah. out of the foreign films. Mm-hmm. The Square does have a chunk of it in English, mm. so that might be something to consider, because you know they'll watch it and be able to not read a fourth of it at least. So who knows? There could be a <laughs> yeah. I mean, know, if that's if that's why it gets it. Sometimes people just don't know why they liked it, and they the dumb reason they liked it is because they didn't have to read. Because they understood. It, so. Yeah. <laughs> you never dumb know. American voters. Exactly. Oh yes. <laughs> let's, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> documentary feature. Anybody seen any of those? Nope. I've seen one of them. I don't think it'll win. I think Last Men in Aleppo, Aleppo is the is the favorite. But if you haven't seen it. Go to Netflix, watch Icarus. Icarus? Icarus. Icarus. Fine. Watch Icarus. It's really good. I don't, it won't win because it, it started off as one story that ended up becoming another story accidentally, but it's fascinating. It has everything to do with the Russian um, Olympics doping scandal and literally the guy who worked at the medical facility that was figuring out these ways to get their athletes um, to be tested as clean when they weren't um, is he was the whistleblower. He, and it's, it's, he's, it's, he's such a character too. It's really, really good. Hmm. I, yeah, it's on Netflix. Watch yeah, it. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. It's really good. Um, but I don't think it will win. <laughs> so, so you think which one is, uh, last men in Aleppo. That's when I've heard has been winning stuff. So okay. that's what I went with. How about uh, you guys? Mark chose faces places. Yeah. Really? That's what I have. I read just descriptions of each of them. Okay. I think someone's knocking at the door. No, there's people upstairs. Oh, I'm sorry. You can cut that that out. You won't care. I don't care. You don't care? (laughs) I do very little editing on the podcast. (laughs) It's amazing I get them out at all. I heard it now. (laughs) As busy as I am right now, especially, it's amazing that I get them out at all. I I shit you guys not. In the next, like, eight weeks... I'm visiting like 22 cities. Wow. All driving? Driving and flying, like a huge combination of everything. Like wow. It's, wow. it's insane. Yeah. Um, well, hey, so. making it happen. 
Uh, animated feature. I mean, it's a really question. Yeah, no. It's, it's, <laughs> we'll say at the same time. From One, two, three, Coco. Yeah, yeah. From the moment I saw the trailer yeah. for that movie, oh, I was yeah. like, well, Pixar gets it again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's their film to lose. <laughs> for sure. It's probably the, the another one that's like a short bet. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those ones where if anything else wins, you're going to see everybody in the theater go, what? Boss baby, what? <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, I've heard tremendous <laughs> things about Boss Baby from okay. people who've seen it. All right, all right. But, but even the people I know who've seen it and loved Boss Baby, they also saw Coco and they said there's no way in hell anything is being Coco. Yeah. Gotcha. So. And, you know, it's the first time we've had an animated feature, a Hispanic lead. So that's, I think... That alone, not alone, but I think the combination of the fact that it's just a great film and a great story, mm. add on that little extra piece. Look, I'm not happy that they came over the wall to take over our anime features, okay? <laughs> so let's uh, let's make a wall around the Oscar uh, and uh, keep those uh, just a few keep those dirty Mexicans out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you made me go there, Allie. Yes, they're paying for it with our tax dollars. That's right. Damn it. Okay. Anyways, yeah, uh, I don't. I don't uh, okay. uh, yeah. And Mark says Coco. Yeah. Um, so there we go. <laughs> Best supporting actress. Um, I mean, I think this is another one that's. I'd love to see Mary J. Blige win. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'd love to see Lori Metcalf win. I would love that so much. I would love. I think she. I love Allison Janning. Love, love, love her. Mm-hmm. But I think if I had to choose between the two of them, I would want Lori Metcalf because I just think she's less likely to be given the opportunity again. Whereas I think everybody, Emmys love Allison, yep. Oscar loves Allison, everyone loves Allison Janine. Right. Um, that being said, she'll probably win. <laughs> right. <laughs> what did you guys vote for? I would love to see Lori Metcalf win too. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be great. I, I had to choose Allison Janney because I think it's a little bit more showier. Mm-hmm. And um, they typically lean that direction, thinking like the fighter. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, oh. Yeah, I, I, I think is probably going to win. But if Lori, if Lori Metcalf wins, that'd be great. I think it's an underrated. I think it's actually one of the best performances out of any this year. Yeah, I just I, and I also don't think you see a lot a the the mother character that is is well rounded and mm-hmm. is, is flawed and you see that and she's not. The, she, I just I, she's not bad and she's not good I just think it was right I mean if you look at these two they're both some can say like not perfect moms but right. with but her she's like more, more human of a character. Right. one exactly, exactly she seems more human you can see like when they say go see Lady Bird with your mother it's so true absolutely <laughs> alright what did you go with though uh, I went with Allison Janney for our time just cause again I haven't watched uh, any of those films um but I wanted to see Itania just because of it's so the good. trailer you and seeing see Allison Janney yeah. in the trailer. I was like, that's the, amazing. The soundtrack is <laughs> yeah. also awesome. It's yeah. just the whole, it's really good. It's a, yeah, you should yeah. see it. I, when you I, have I, some time. I definitely want to see it. <laughs> but I don't know where I'm going to find the time. <laughs> and actually Allison Janney, you know, is far, she, uh, the mom was one of the only people that they were not able to track down. So she had to go off of like two tapes that they had of hers in the interview yeah. wearing the, the, the coat and it's the spot on it's, it, it, it is. is it is um now something i do want to talk about with supporting actress and, and going into the lead actress category um there's often been complaints about female roles vanishing as as ladies get older 
Mm-hmm. But there's a tremendous number of Absolutely. seasoned actresses in in seasoned roles in these two categories that I think is wonderful to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you compare the best actress to the best actor category, I think the ladies won in terms of caliber of performances. I mean, yes. I yes. think we were struggling to fill a fifth spot for lead actor. And then lead <laughs> yes. actress, there's still more we can shove in here yeah. this year. So, yeah. Yes, I think the roles for women are getting better and stronger, although there were still 5% less female roles this year than there were last year. I just read that. Really? Mm -hmm. On IndieWire, if you want to fact check me. Um, (laughs) Because I was just going through and I was putting down, oh, my God, supporting actor. There's all these other actors that I would have considered, and I couldn't think of anyone for best supporting actress. Right. Um, Best actress is a different story, but as far as best supporting actress, there just weren't as many. I couldn't think of any. But anywho, what did uh, I'm sure Mark went with Alice and Janine, so. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, good job, Mark. Uh, way to go, Vegas. <laughs> uh, best lead actress. Best lead actress. Um, I'll start. This is probably uh, I'm I'm actually going very boring with these four categories. I'm going to go straight down the line. Yeah. So Frances McDormand, Three Billboards. Yeah. Um, did she win BAFTA? She won BAFTA. She did. Okay. Mm-hmm. She won yep. BAFTA, she won Golden Globe. What did Sally yep. Hawkins, she won something. I don't know what she won. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's been Francis from all I've seen, all the televised no, at has. least. And and by and I, even just watching her, like I loved watching her at the Golden Globes, like shooing away the camera so she could focus on the stage. Right. Her performance in this, most of all, is, is just, uh, yeah, something special. Yeah. I'm yeah. assuming and, that's what and, and, you know, oftentimes when you go watch a movie, and everybody's talked about it to death and you go watch it, you're Mm -hmm. disappointed, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and so I went to see three billboards here at San Diego international Mm. because I'd heard from the Mickelson's and a couple other people uh, at the festival that like, this is Frances McDormand's like best role ever. And like, she's going to definitely win the Oscar this year. Like that was the lead in for me Mm. seeing three billboards. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess I should go see this thing, you know? So I went in anticipating this like amazing performance from Francis McDormand, which usually means I'm going to be disappointed because I'm going in with such high expectations and 15, 20 minutes into the movie, I'm like, she's going to win the Oscar. You know, like she's so good. And, and then I was like, everybody's going to be nominated in this movie. Right. And by the end of it, I was like, it should win everything. I, I just fell in love with this movie. Like, and for like those who were, I was actually hesitant to see three billboards. I think I thought again, oh, this is going to be so depressing. I don't know if I can handle it. There's actually, there's what I love about it is it's like real life where there is, there's, there's a, there's a nice slew of comedy in there, even mm-hmm. with Francis's character. And I, some of her best moments are those little bit of those sarcastic kind of comments that she makes. And, um, so it's not too heavy, I don't think. And um, I mean, yeah, you just. Like it makes you, I want to be her. She's just awesome. Well, she's, she's kind of tapping into the, you know, people being so angry right now, uh, being kind of wanting to go out on the streets and protest and being angry. Yeah. So she's kind of tapping into that, that anger. Um, everyone feeling that way. Did you see what happened in Florida a couple days ago? Someone repeated the three billboards. Somebody bought, somebody bought space on Mm. three of those like portable billboards on the back of trucks (gasps) and parked it right outside of Marco Rubio's place. Oh, uh, I love that. It was, it was cool. That's what this film needs though. It needs, it needs to feel relevant Mm -hmm. right now. What's going on. Yeah. And it needs to not get pigeonholed for 
you know, yes, there's a racist character in the in the film, right? Because there's there's, but there's racist people in real life too. Or, right. And art is supposed to imitate life, and I think this. Well, and that's what I think was amazing about Three Billboards was its kind of unabashed honesty it is. about race relations, um, mm-hmm. from a white perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, you get Get Out, and, you, and we've seen lots of, of, of black films that make the comment about race, and we've seen a lot of films that really integrate whites into blacks to tell the story of race. But this movie tells the story of race without really showing a black person getting injured by a white person. It's Which just I think people, is a lot of people's problem, though. People right, hating, I do think that's, yeah. yeah. But it's just people hating on the, on the racist. Well, I know? think, I think, well, see, I think what it does show is, is how, at least in, in our culture, white culture, is the excuses we make for people like the uh, Sam Rockwell character. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, the same way that uh, Woody Harrelson's character does. Oh, he's really a good guy. Yeah. You know, well, this was just a one thing, time thing, you know, you know, so I think I see both sides of it. I, I don't think it should deter the film's value because of it. Um, that being said, when I was watching Call Me By Your Name, I was like, this is, it was nice that I'm not having any conflict, feeling any conflicts of like, oh, there's a racist character on there. But no. I don't know. It's kind of figuring out where that line is. And I mean, I have my issues with the movie as a whole, but in terms of those you know, where everyone's kind of being more political. I, I, I feel like I'm understanding a little bit more about what their intention is. They're trying to challenge you, right? you know, to see is Sam Rockwell redeemable, right? right. right. That's something they're trying to question. I think the point is, is that right. the, the writer, the director, they weren't going into this not unaware. I think they right. were very much aware of the character that they had and what they were doing with that character yeah. and what they wanted to get across. But I think that question of whether or not somebody like that can change. Right. Um, it, and if they can change without some, like, in-your-face moment, you know, it, it's just because oftentimes a lot of us change gradually, mm-hmm. you know, through our interactions with other people. And typically the interactions we have with other people are similar people to us, mm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like... Um, well, and I think that's kind of what happens with Sam Rockwell's character. I don't think he, he doesn't fundamentally change in terms of his feelings towards minorities, but his empathy towards humans as people themselves. Which was I a little bit of changed. my problem. A I think little that's bit. What the Just because it's was. like, what? You give him right. orange juice? Right. They know? make him or, redeemable without actually having, he doesn't change, he does, that, none of that's, none of his beliefs in that right. sense change. That's a fair, but yeah. It's, it's, you know, it, it, really actually my main problem with the movie it's not, I don't want to get into this because we're just supposed to go through the Oscars. Really, well, no, it's just part of it. I mean, okay, as a narrative, really just as being satisfied. And like the ending just did not connect with me one bit. Now, I've heard that from a few people. I've heard that from a few and, people. And, and maybe it's connecting with other people. So I don't like to say movies are bad because um, it's connecting with so many people. So if it's connecting with, if so many people love it, there's something to it. That's my belief. Right. There has to be some, it just didn't connect with me, you Do know? Do you feel maybe though that, the reason it didn't connect with you is because it didn't, because one of the reasons I, I like what I liked it, it, it left me a little bit like, wait, what? But it's not a Hollywood ending. It doesn't wrap no. things up. It leaves it very mm-hmm. open ended. And I think that's partially what people had an issue with. Do you think that's why? Or do you think what, uh, what is it about the ending that didn't it, resonate it with you? It just felt like I, when I walked out, I felt like I didn't learn anything. 
about what this movie was trying to say, or I didn't feel it was, if, if there is a little thing I noticed about how far can you be redeemable if you do this, this, and this, I didn't find that as interesting as some of the other movies this no, year. That's a really good point. You know, You're right. All. I don't, I don't think I left thinking like, okay, I learned a whole, <laughs> right. Which is, <laughs> or, you know, or, or that I'm, it made me think. Right. Inter- or, yeah. or that the themes were, you know, didn't stick out to me as something right. that I was like, oh, that's very interesting. That's just me. I think there's a lot to like in the movie, though. Now, how about you? Because is... this is your favorite movie. What did you think of the ending? I love the ending. And I love the ending because it is open-ended. Mm-hmm. And it's the type of ending that makes people talk about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Right. And discuss how they feel about it. And I don't think it's wrong to dislike that ending. Right. And I think that's part of the beauty of it, mm-hmm. is that it's a film that like everybody can be on board with until the ending. And then, and then the director's like, Hey, so now like I'm going to make this choice here and it's going to leave you to decide how it actually finishes. Hmm. Yeah. And you all can talk about it. And this gets into one of my beefs with Christopher Nolan all the time. I think he's a brilliant filmmaker who then pulls his punch at the end all the time and like explains everything for you, hmm. you know, and, so you probably like, love the like Inception hate, ending. That's why I hated Interstellar, but I loved Inception. Right. <laughs> so right? I actually hated it. I loved I loved Inception because of that ending. Yeah. It's it's the type well, yeah, of ending that makes you go. Everyone moaned in the theater, the right? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we can talk about it and we can discuss it. And and two thousand one, same thing. You know, like but that's how what I does thought, that ending mean? I, I felt I like love there, endings like that. that there was open. to discuss in Inception because everyone's trying to figure out how. Oh no, it did because this, this, and this. But for me, for three billboards, I got the ending and oh, I didn't know and I didn't really care. That's the problem with my viewing. It's really weird. Got out of the movie and I'm like, I don't know where they're going. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't really care. I guess with these characters. Is someone knocking the door? Oh, okay. See, now, I, when I watched it and I got to that ending, the question for me was, do they, do they actually go forward? Right, okay. Does the rage monkey racist... This is spoiler alert, by right? the way. Mm-hmm. Does the rage monkey racist... And the movie's been out for a while. Okay. Well, it's spoiler alert. It's been hard to get that yeah. movie to see it. It's been... Does the rage monkey racist and the vengeful woman, mm-hmm. are they able to get past their anger... And not commit a huge mortal sin. So this is where I their took own. issue with the ending. You know, because a lot of a lot of things come out of people's anger mm-hmm. that has nothing to do in the end with the thing that made them angry. Right. Like that happens all the time. I'm I'm, I'm pissed, and I got to channel this rage somewhere, and they end up hurting other people that shouldn't be hurt. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So. That ending for me was really interesting in that question of, do you feel like these two people are going to do the right thing or the, That's interesting. Or the vengeful thing right. and the rage-infueled thing, which we saw through the whole movie, these people making large decisions that negatively affected people all around them who they cared about and didn't care about, right? Yeah. But here at the end, have they grown through those experiences enough to understand that their rage maybe isn't what's going to, like, following through on that rage isn't the thing that's going to make their lives fulfilled. Right. You know? And so that's a wonderful, for me, that's a wonderful question to leave that film with. If there is a message in that movie, it's how do you cope with rage? How do you cope with your grief? How do you cope with your anger? Mm-hmm. And where do you channel that energy when all is said and done? 
And can you can you find a place where you can find peace while still being pissed off? See, that that was my prop. That so what you said beautifully said. Thank you. <laughs> that was exactly my problem with the ending. I love open-ended endings that ask you that question, but I felt I felt in a lot of ways that they answered that question even in that moment that you see them. I think you know the answer. They're not because they, you know, I don't I think you know the answer. You can see that the anger is out of them and that they've moved past that. I I think it's almost like they they ended it a little bit too late. If they had maybe ended it a little bit early, I would have maybe believed that question more. Whereas I feel like they left, I don't know, maybe, or maybe that's just the way I took it, but I just felt like you could tell that they weren't going to, because it, they weren't going to actually go and kill this person that had nothing to do with their particular hurt. Um, I think it had a lot and of great- And I could see that argument. That yeah. they lingered on the shot. I think they lingered on it a little Three too much. Three or four seconds could, too you long. You could see them have that moment of, what are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. Well, we're just going to drive. Um, and I thought that was beautiful, but at the same time, that annoyed me more in the sense that it didn't leave the question open, to me anyways. Mm-hmm. It answered it without still wrapping things up. Mm-hmm. So I'd like it to be either one or the other. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but, it, but it is always interesting, and that's what I love about open-ended endings, how differently everybody interprets an ending like right. that. Yeah, because I walked out of that screening because it was a film festival, right? So everybody went to go talk about it afterwards, and even after that, in a theater full of people, two hundred something people in the theater, you could hear different interpretations of the ending. Right. And, yeah. and I love that. I love that that, that it was Me so too. wildly yeah. different on the interpretation. We can all look at the same thing, and this is one of the things that I love. We can all look at the same thing and read it differently, and read it completely yeah. differently because mm-hmm. we all come from our own experiences our own perspectives Mm -hmm. our own backgrounds which again is also part of the story of three billboards they all have their different backgrounds they have their different upbringings but we all have to coexist in some certain way and with all this diverse viewpoints of the world you know where do we all end up together in it you know for me it was just i thought it was it also could be back to the expectations thing you know i i really saw the trailer and thought okay this is probably going to be one of my top 3 movies of the year for so sure you went in with high expectations cuz i love i loved um in bruges mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. I was like, okay this yeah. is this is yeah. going to happen yeah <laughs> uh, and then i was i was very taken back on how much i i wasn't in love with it right. which was just odd and i think one of the scenes that i remember sticking out the most is the one where if this is spoiler if you haven't seen it whatever uh, the one where i think Francis McDormand's in the kitchen and then John Hawks comes in with a knife mm-hmm. and oh, then there's yeah. this kind of uh, the girlfriend of him. Mm-hmm. They're like going through three tonal changes in that one scene and I, it didn't feel like it worked. Like tonal management there, like it yes. fell a little. For what was happening, it was a very quick like, oh my God, it happened and then dismissal of it. Right. Now here's Which, a question I have. That would, do you right, go but, watch a lot of theater? I do. No, not too much, but sometimes. Because because that scene for me was oh. the most theater-like scene okay. of the whole film. And this is a playwright oh. making a movie. Right, that makes a lot of sense. Right, so that scene for me felt very much like a like a play. Interesting. Hmm. Um, that's how scenes play out in plays. You know, hmm. like big stuff happens, another character comes in, like rapidly changes into a different And direction. I think that's when I'm supposed to laugh, when she says something like, hey, is everything okay? I think I'm supposed to laugh there, but I wasn't. I don't know why, it just... Didn't it didn't work for me totally, which is weird. Yeah. Um, maybe they're trying to balance too much. Well, I think to, I I didn't like how quick and dismissive they were of that. So I think that might have been 
maybe what you were going, you right. know, having an issue with as well. And, and also, another, Sam Rockwell. Another question I have for you. Yes. Have you spent much time in the South? The South, no. No time in the South. <sighs> My dad's from the South. Yeah, because there's a lot of things <laughs> like that, like the dismissive of somebody holding a knife to somebody's throat and stuff. Like, it's every day. Some of it's just every day. Oh. Um, one of the things I loved in Black Panther, by the way. Haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> there's a beautiful part in that movie where... Uh, no actual spoilers because it hasn't been it. out long. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but, but Michael B. Jordan, be on the lookout for it, has a moment that is all wrapped up in that. That, okay. That, that personal experience, hmm. upbringing, background, the whole bit. Like, um, Interesting. Yeah. Ties right in with what we're saying right there. That, you know, if you, if you grow up in the South or you spend any time in the South, mm-hmm. there's, just a, there's just a nonchalant attitude about certain behaviors. Mm. Interesting. Um, well, that's, yeah. Especially domestic violence behaviors. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so really, really interesting. Um, but again, your, 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 your appreciation of a film comes so much from your own experience too. Absolutely. You know? so, it's so, that's why I don't like to be too critical of movies or invalidate anybody else's oh, opinion. Yeah, Cause it's just like, yeah. it's so, well, it's art. It's all it's subjective. Art, right. Right. It is it, absolutely subjective. You know, and, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless it's Christopher Nolan. Most of the time it just sucks. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I actually like Dunkirk. I'm going to be the one guy who liked Dunkirk on the podcast. I, you know what? I didn't. I liked it just fine. I thought it was enjoyable. It was, enjoyable. It was one of his strongest films. I it, thought it was not one of his strongest films. I thought so. I, I don't. I, he did Memento, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm not saying it's better than Memento. <laughs> <laughs> just saying it's better it's than Interstellar. I'll, 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 I'll agree with that. Yeah, it's definitely better than that there. third Batman thing. <laughs> definitely. Um, I'll go with that yeah. too. All right. All right. So let's get back on track with the uh, lead actress. Uh, no, we, no, no, no. We skipped. We did that. I guess. Supporting actor? I think well, we're supporting we did supporting actor. actress, but I don't think we actually said our best lead actress. Oh, well, we, I, I think Francis. you did. And oh, then I'm we sorry. went into our conversation about yeah. three billboards. I mean, Francis, well, we Francis. Francis. That was Francis. my choice as well. Okay. okay. And, and, I think Sally Hawkins should be winning more, though. I, yeah, I, really I do, do too. Yeah. Uh, Mark says Francis McDormand, too. So Vegas is on with us, too. Okay, good. <laughs> right. <laughs> right on track. <laughs> uh, best supporting actor. Let's get into this one because I have, there's a couple, first of all, that I don't think should have been nominated and a few oh, that could have been nominated. Let's start Who should not have been nominated? Okay, I love Woody Harrelson. First of all, he's not in the film for very long, and it's sweet and it's wonderful. But I don't like. I would have. Uh, yeah, but not in the film for very long. I mean, okay, fine. Not in the film for very long. He was, does have a lingering. He has a lingering. It has nothing presence. to do with that. I just don't think his. I think what his his role was more important to the other characters and their story. But I don't think his particular acting style, like it still was Woody Harrelson to okay. me. Um, okay. I think I liked him better in True Detective. Maybe. Um, I also. And again, I haven't seen it. Oh, you're so good in True Detective. Oh, yeah. No, no. True Detective was, so he was great. He was great. I did see that. I have not seen All the Money in the World. I feel, And I again, another... I love Christopher Plummer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but again, I kind of wonder if that's a little bit of a, oh, you get nominated because you came in very last minute mm-hmm. and re- Save the day. Mm-hmm. Save the day. Um, you know, and I thought... Army Hammer and the father in uh, Call Me By Your Name, Michael Stolberg, mm-hmm. um, would have been great options. Lucas Hedges in uh, Lady Bird. I'm so glad you mentioned that. That's, yeah. He's, he's not been talked he about is, at all. I mean, he wasn't, I mean, and he's the same guy that was the nephew in Manchester. Manchester yeah. by the Sea. Um, and he was great. And I thought he, it, it was such an honest portrayal of a, of a boy kind of coming to terms to his sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in Ladybird 
in Lady Bird. Do you suppose he's overlooked because primarily that film is being touted as a female film? It could be, which is which is sad because the whole point is it's it's a female fin- film shouldn't just be rewarding females. It could, should reward everyone in the film that does a superb job. So it could be that could I mean, be I, why. I probably wouldn't have put him in. It's pretty tight. But um, yeah, and he's also his role is pretty small, and he kind of yeah. disappears. And he's from still young; he'll be around. I'm also going to throw in Lil Rel from Get Out, the friend, but it's comedy. <laughs> I just thought he was so he the was, security guard. He plays the Rod? best. Fr- he plays the best friend. Oh, in Get okay. Out, I mean, yeah, the, the, one the airport always, security. Yeah, the oh. one that's always the photo. I just his. I think he was what was so fun about that movie. Um, <laughs> I think the girl, the maid. Um, oh. was so good well and also the one guy the and he's been in stuff the the other guy that's from um, short term 12 yeah yeah mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. really good supporting actors there yeah so yeah that being said William Defoe absolutely think he deserves to be nominated I I don't even know I what do you think about Richard Jenkins mm-hmm. is his role strong in shape of water have you seen it no, no, oh. it's the one that I need to see the most because I know it's going to do so well. No, yeah, he does well. I think I think Woody Harrelson being in this category shows how strong people feel about three billboards. Yes, right. The I fact agree. that they double dipped there and yeah. they've double dipped in almost every awards. Oh, you're program. is that right? Yeah. yeah. So that shows a lot of strength there. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are you guys going with? You want me to tell you who I'm going with? I, I, mean, I went with Sam Rockwell. I think right. yeah, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. I think William Defoe. Um, in Florida Project, I am unbiased because that is my favorite movie of the year. But I, I think he does him. have that kind of Mahershala Ali factor where he could. he's not in a lot of the movie, mm-hmm. but you feel his warmth presence oh, throughout yeah. the whole movie. Even right. in the trip, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was my thing last year. I was like, how could he win? He's barely in the movie, but you know, he enough. does. Yeah, it was enough. Yeah. Well, like like I was saying, trying to say a minute ago, and I forgot the name of the movie, but you know, Jack Nicholson and A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. He was in like seven minutes of the film, right? <laughs> you right. Know? And everybody still quotes the guy, you can't right? The so, truth. Yeah. You know, the the length of your performance isn't. You're right. In equality to no, the, the, yeah. the right. gravity of your yes. performance, you know. But so. unlike with Woody Harrelson, I think William Defoe's part in the Florida Project is just every. I just right. Yeah. No, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not. It's not the Oscar-y performance where he's doing uh, noticeably a lot. Like, he no. doesn't look like. Um, it's just kind of a more natural performance. So, And that would be a great surprise win, too, because that the Florida Project was an especially indie, indie, low-budget, sure. sure. you know, not the way indie projects have become now, which are basically glorified Hollywood right. budgets. But, you know, but yeah. So, um, but I think, yeah, I think Sam Rockwell... Again, also another overdue, so that could be a factor. Do you think Woody Harrelson being in there is a detriment to him at all? Yeah, I mean they could vote split. Um, I don't think I just don't with the way things will. are going, probably I think not. If you have the two options, though, I think people always pick Sam. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's he has won Every, almost everything, he almost has, everything yeah. leading up to this. So I don't I don't think it's going to be any different here. If the six thousand members though do have a problem with three billboards, it's this character they're going to have is. the most problem with. Yeah. So if that's if he doesn't win here, then but I think that would be one of those things too, where you know the Academy voters are going to appreciate mm-hmm. an actor who went all in on a character like right. that. Mm-hmm. 
you know, right. especially someone like Sam Rockwell, who who's a great comedic actor, mm-hmm. um, as well as a good dramatic actor. But I mean, a lot of us know him for his comedy work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you can even and, see it in Three Billboards, just these little yeah, moments that are he's just. He's a good, friendly guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah. And, and even he says in the interview, he's like, I don't know why I keep getting cast as these like <laughs> right. assholes. He's well, like, he's a despicable person know, in the movie from what he does. Despicable he really is, in this. Yeah. But he is he, interesting nonetheless. And he goes at it with everything he's got. And I think, I think, I think whether people like the character Mm -hmm. or not they Mm -hmm. appreciate the work he put into it because he did put enough work into it for them to hate it yeah that's That's true true. it's a good point Uh, i mean this category is also the the character not the performance that's true but this category and specifically they love the villain the you know look at the 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 you know joker in dark knight or uh the bowl cut guy and um oh uh no country no country for old Mm men yeah this is a they so, do they love a good villain they love someone yeah. you know winking devil yep <laughs> so that's him in this movie all right so what best lead actor where where where's everybody go with that let's go with Mark first Mark Mark going to Vegas best lead <laughs> actors Gary Oldman in the Darkest yeah. Hour yeah. surprise no surprise there. probably the third and easiest one to call of the night yeah 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 I haven't seen Phantom Thread Daniel Day Lewis is always really solid. Yes, I'm um, sure he's great. Den- Denzel's always pretty solid as well. I actually didn't see that one. I haven't seen it either. I'm not going to lie. I think, and I, he's probably too young, won't get it. It's, it's again, Gary Ullman's to lose. <sighs> Another great breakout, Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet yeah. whatever his name is. Um, yeah, really good. I mean, yeah. even just the last shot of the film, it's on his face for mm. a good couple minutes. And the range of emotions that mm. you see him go through just, it's just so I, I was very impressed for someone that young. Yeah, so, absolutely. but yeah, it's going to go to Gary and he deserves it. Yeah. Well, he's, he's never won. Um, no, Oscar before, no. Right? Like, so this is kind of, there's definitely somewhere I think he could have deserved it. He's one of more. those really interesting actors. He's in so much stuff. He is. Gary Goldman. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's in so much stuff, but he just kind of, disappears into his characters. He absolutely does, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, to such a degree where I think sometimes you forget his name being yeah. attached to a film. Like, I've mentioned some films to people and they're like, he was in that? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, The Professional. He's the bad guy in The yeah. Professional. Oh, what? yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, you get a lot of that with him. Where Detective in Dark Knight. He, yeah, people love his performances but they forget that he's the guy in it. Serious? You know? I'm trying to think of the Quentin Tarantino written one. Gosh, what's the name of that one? Quentin Tarantino wrote it. It's got... Um, Christian Bale in it. Oh, people are yelling at us right now. <laughs> Not American Psych. No, no, it's oh gosh, I'll think of it later. Sorry, but he plays a drug dealer. Um, uh, he he's a plays a um, a white guy who thinks he's black, and he's at the strip club. Do you remember that? I don't remember. He that. does such a good job. No, but I really want to see it now. He, <laughs> remember <laughs> the good. name, please, and let us know. Oh, he does such a good job. Um, but so we're we're pretty much. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's across the board for yeah. sure. Daniel um, Kalula. Um, Oh. It, it takes a revisit of the movie for the first time. Like, why would he be nominated? I rewatched the movie. I was like, Oh yeah, he deserves a spot. Really? Here. Yeah. Great. I wasn't actually sure about that. Cause I, I mean, I guess it, but a lot of it's told from his yeah. perspective. So he, he elevates material with, with his, his facial expression. It's a lot of quiet acting. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which, which makes it easy to forget too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's Gary Oldman's to lose mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Um, Directing, and I'm going. To, I'm, I'm. I know what's last for you. You and me, we're directors, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> and unfortunately, I've seen so few of them. I, I can't really speak to it. There's only two of these that I've seen. 
Well, Dunkirk can get out. Here's what I'm curious about for both of you. Did you guys, uh, are, is your directing and, and best picture the same? Or did you split them? I split. I split. I split. Okay. Because I think that's becoming more, it's what's been happening in the past couple Absolutely. of years. It happened in Spotlight and uh, Birdman. It happened mm-hmm. last year. Is what I can't remember. I mean, it's happened a lot lately. <laughs> lately. Yeah. It Spotlight, used to be not very common, but now, and I think that's becoming the norm. The yeah, trends yeah. become the norm. So well, the thing for me is like, you can, you can direct the shit out of something, mm-hmm. but the overall film's still not great. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you, like, Christopher Nolan, all the time. You, is that who you're referencing uh, in that particular? <laughs> Cause it sounds like it. <laughs> um, no, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, from from my own personal experience, there's a difference between producing a film and directing a film. Yes, yeah. right. Absolutely. And best picture is about producing, right? And directing is about directing, right? And, That's true. I think, and, I think this lineup is amazing, personally. I do too. I think it's amazing. There's three that I'd be very happy with. One that I wouldn't, and one I just haven't seen the movie, so I can't tell you. What are your three? That you'd be happy with. Um, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. I would be. Who's my top pick. I Honestly, like, it's not who I voted for, but I would just, I I want him to win over Greta Gerwig, and I would love to have a woman won, but I really, I think Jordan Peele did something special. Um, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, I think that would be great, and, and who I think will win, who I voted for, Guillermo. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you. Yes. When looking at films for directing. Yes. Say you're a judge or you're, you're making a decision. What do you look for for directing? Oh, that's a great question. That How do you evaluate directing? That is a really good question. Um, I think every director is going to be different too. Whether you're a technical director, you're going to look for different things. Right. You know, I'm all about scene work. So I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of directors that are really good with bringing out performances. and The actor's um, director. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like... So one thing that also... Um, I don't know if you saw Sterling posted a little article from... Uh, on his Oceanside uh, Film Festival Facebook page. I didn't notice this before today. I didn't know that these are all all tour directors. These are all people who write their own material, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Oh, I that's love seeing that because yeah. that's a big thing for me. I love directors that write their own material. Well, and um, who do it well. And do it really important. well, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I don't really know what I look for, really. And originality is good. That's always something that I look out to. Really, typically, I will look for, could anybody else do this film? Oh, you know, and I really, Christopher Nolan, hmm. could anybody else fill in for him for Dunkirk? Some could say yes. I don't know. Jordan Peele is like the standout this year, like the big explosive. Yeah. You know, we need this voice right now mm-hmm. um, in Hollywood. Absolutely. So, I mean, honestly, I don't know how to answer that question. Every year it's going to be different. No, I think you, I think you gave a good couple of criterias, but then who did you go with? I think who's going to win is Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the lately, like you said, it's been splitting. Um, he's been winning mostly everything. He won DGA. He won at BAFTA mm-hmm. um, over British directors, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. And I think it's also the best director has been going to the technical director lately. Yes. The person who can do, uh, you know, no one else could bring these technical achievements to the screen. Right. You know, like Create these gravity characters and Birdman. And, yeah. 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 So, I'm going to go with Guillermo. I feel pretty confident about it. Yes, and I think that they would want to reward him personally. Yeah. Because of the stuff that he's been doing lately. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what did you go I can see Guillermo getting it just because, like you said, they've been picking a lot of technicals lately. Yeah. Um, I would love to see Jordan Peele get it. Is that who you voted yeah. for? And I also think Jordan will get it 
just because Oscar's so white. Yeah. Absolutely, but and and this movie was so well received. It's so well performed. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's kind of like the right thing at the right time. And remember this movie came out probably. what last year, March some or February? It's yeah. it's been out for so long and we still haven't stopped talking about it. Yeah. I'm very proud that you uh, that you voted for it. I would love to see it win. That would just—I think it has a better shot in in screenplay than directing. I feel like people feel. Yes. Oh, I, I don't know how people feel about shot. it, but yeah. I feel like people find it more uh, in it's the writing and the original idea. Yeah, yeah. I feel like people love the idea more than maybe the direction, but the direction is great too. That that sunken place scene is oh like the God. standout of the year. It's like oh, yeah. that's when I felt like this guy. <laughs> this yeah. guy. Is a director. That's when I got really creeped out because well, I was like, oh my it, God, I don't yeah, want that to ever happen. The thing for me, what I look for in the directing mm-hmm. is performance, mm-hmm. blocking, mm-hmm. not just like where the camera's pointed, but how the actors are flowing through a scene. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's something that is really well done in Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, because you're talking moving from room to room and, you know, how do you maintain the focus where you want it to be. And I, I think it's just exceptionally well done across the board on that. Again, I haven't seen the shape of water. I know Guillermo's work, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's a beautiful filmmaker, very technical filmmaker. But I think oftentimes for me as a director, I think he forgets the acting. Um, Are we so talking much. about Guillermo? Guillermo. Yeah. Okay. So, but that's me. Yeah. You know, I have my own biases about Guillermo as a director. Um, but I would love to see Jordan Peele win just just because that movie was such a surprise. Yeah. Too. You know, like mm-hmm. Guillermo is solid. You expect The Shape of Water to be a solid film. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. um, Jordan Peele would get out. It was such a like wham, just hit you out of left field. Yeah. Like, where did this come from? And, and how did he pull this off? And it was very, I mean, know? strong production value for, again, another very low budget, yeah. budget film. Low so, budget mil- yeah. film that made a lot of money back. If Greta Gerwig does win, though, I won't be completely shocked because of the Me Too movement. No, I won't be shocked. I'll be happy. I'll be a little bit like, Ugh, did she win because of it? Well, right. and, that, and that would That's be the, the problem with that movie winning this yeah. year. Is it, right. it would be like the asterisk right. next to it. Which I, you know, if it... If it deserves to win, it should win for its own merits and not simply because of it. That's the whole point (laughs) is that it's not to be picked out because it's female. It just is what it is. It just belongs there kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with. uh, In the end, true equality is is about everything being on its merit. Yes. Not not because you're one thing or another. That being said, I honestly am not kidding. Out of the best picture, I would I would vote for Lady Bird at number one on my ballot. Because I actually like that movie more than any one of these movies, which is pretty amazing to say, actually. Huh, um, yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, um, you know, people always have the discussion like, you know, could Greta Gerwig do what Christopher Nolan did? And they try to use that as like, she's not as strong as a director. Give but her enough money and more can, crew. Yes, she can. That's can, just, ugh, that's Can annoying. you see Christopher Nolan try to do what Greta Gerwig did? No. Could he no. do that? Right? No. It's all different, right? That's it's a very, that's a very mm-hmm. interesting. It's a good point. Yeah. And I think Greta Gerwig, for me, what I saw in her directing this year was a strong ability to direct actors. Yes. And a strong ability to, for tonal, she seemed to have a complete control over her movie for her first time. It had a very um, strong mood and it was an, an ode to San, uh, Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Like I felt that, you know, right. this was a love story to this town. Kind and of I think with kind of 
Woody Allen being more and more irrelevant now, kind of people are not finding him as exciting yes. as a director. There's like a big spot for someone to come for the in. the director, yeah. Right. And I think she might be one of those people who can come in and be, because she's so incredibly clever, unique. Which is interesting because so. she said she's, you know, she was influenced by Woody. Well, there you go. Allen, so... But um, maybe not a great thing to say. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. Especially since I don't care she's, much for Woody Allen. But, she's um, said a lot of things for Woody Allen. But, um, but anybody, I mean, yeah, Jordan Peele would be great to see as well. He deserves it as well. Just out of curiosity, see what Vegas went with for oh, directing. Guillermo. I would like to. I'm sure he went my, with Guillermo. Uh, my phone died. Oh, okay. So. okay well, we Guillermo. can assume. He probably went with what was But I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure it was Guillermo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the final category, the big nut, the huge, large... Fat, stinky cheese. Uh, <laughs> best picture. And so you were saying you would want Let me ask you this question win. first before we get yeah. into this. I, I How wouldn't... do you feel about all the nominations they do now in this category? <laughs> like, um, like they, they allow up to what? Like 12 well, movies now? No, it's up, thing, to up to 10. The one thing I don't... And they do nine. Yeah. The one thing I don't like is that it could be anywhere from five to nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a set number, five or ten. Yes. Um, ten... Sometimes it's annoying because those kind of weaker films get into that 10, aka Blindside kind of squeezes in. <laughs> and then sometimes uh, when you have five, you get Dark Knight doesn't get anything. Right. I don't know if that makes you upset because you're you like Christopher Nolan too much. Dark Knight shouldn't get anything. There you go. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, I'm okay with the sliding scale. It just It's a bummer when some films don't get in because they weren't, I guess, as loved. Well, the question for me is like, what is the scale? Like, yeah. what is the threshold that lets something get into that? Well, yeah, 10? as far as nominations go, it's like this whole weird process where people have to vote and rank the films, and then you have to reach a certain percentage of those votes to get nominated. You have to have, like, I don't remember the percentage, but a certain percentage, you have to pass the threshold of having that many number one votes to get oh, number nominated. number one votes. Yeah. That's interesting. So if you don't reach that threshold, you'll be dropped off. So that's how sometimes it could be six, seven, or eight, or nine. Because I still am baffled how the post got in over I, Tanya, other than the right. fact of Tom Hanks and, and Meryl Streep. It just means that the Post hit that threshold it and did, I, Tanya yeah, and didn't, didn't have enough. enough well, ones. and the Post is, and Spielberg. again, well, yeah. Yeah. well. All great. I love all three of them. The Post, what I'm getting at with the Post is it's relevant. That's true. The number one it's, thing. You're right. It's, it's the relevant. the Hollywood formula thing of like, hey, let's turn our eye on the government and mm-hmm. make our mm-hmm. comments about it. It's Argo in a way. And everything yeah. else. And, mm-hmm. So it, it totally fits into that kind of like, hey, this is probably going to get a Best Picture nom if nothing else. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I just think the post suffers from, at least for me, I compare it to Spotlight in terms of recency bias. And it just, and I guess to be fair, I haven't seen it. <laughs> but I'm not interested in seeing it the way the Spotlight, I just, it it was new, it did something different. And I liked that it was a mm-hmm. also a um, ensemble cast. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I think that um, uh, I think they probably rushed this movie to get it in in time. I think so. so yeah, I think it yeah. may show in the movie. Uh, maybe not for some people. I don't know. For me, I felt like maybe it was a little rushed. Yeah. Because uh, they're trying to get it in on time because it's the year to release it. If they're going to release it, if it's going to win an Oscar, they want right. it to be relevant. So. Yeah. Right. Um, what did do you want to go with? Whoever thinks won. Who, who's, who do you think is going to win? Well, Three Billboards is my favorite yeah. film. So. So you I think go? we all voted for Three Billboards. Did I we did. Not? Yeah. I, I actually had Lady Bird for a long time because of the Me Too movement. Like you yeah. said, I think it could be yeah. the same way with Moonlight last year with Oscar So White. Mm. I think they wanted to make a statement. 
and pick a movie and set the tone and this is a future for Academy, blah, blah, blah. I think they were going to do that, but it, it's just been so three billboards driven the last couple yeah. of awards show. Um, ultimately, I'm, I'm always someone who takes my feelings out of, I don't really mind who wins. I take my feelings out of it. Sometimes the best thing that can happen to your favorite movie is it didn't doesn't win an Oscar. That's true. Because like, I think Boyhood would be the most hated movie right now. So I'm perfectly okay with Boyhood oh, not winning, and I get boyhood. to just enjoy it without That's you know true. people hating it. You know, history yeah. shows too that you, it's usually the films that don't win Best Picture that end up yeah. being the one that people go back and watch again, and they stand the test of time. Like and Star Wars. Yes. There you go. Great movies will yes. be remembered. <laughs> whether they're they're winning an award or not really yeah well and, and in the end that gets to the question of like what is the award worth right, right. you and i have both won awards for stuff mm-hmm. like you have does it <laughs> has Sorry. it changed has it changed anything about you to have won something like, i mean it's, i don't think i've ever we're gotten still the one same ch- filmmakers yeah. and we're still trying to make the best movies we can make absolutely. regardless of any of that absolutely and i don't make my movies like and you'll find that I'm people don't something. remember Really? Yeah. No. You'll find people do not <laughs> remember. They don't. So yeah. it's not a big deal. Like yeah. people forget anyways. Like, would yeah. you? Would like, you? Oh, yeah. You, so oh, it's fine. Yeah. You know, it looks great on your IMDb. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, for the person who's looking you up for some yes. odd reason. It's a great you know. laurel to have, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I guess for certain things, like actor, like, okay, you know, that can make a, a difference for an actor's career. To, to win, oh, yeah. win something like an Oscar. Right. Well, and, and for directors and producers. Yeah, yeah. That's why when, you know, Moonlight won last year against La La Land, it, it felt like a bigger deal. It felt like this should happen because it's going to mean more to Moonlight. La La Land doesn't need an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, but Moonlight, a little little two mil, under $2 million yeah, budget. it could benefit right. from it could really recognition. Them for their, uh, Absolutely. For their, you know, streaming sales. And, and quite frankly, and when it comes down to the quality either either you know at least mm-hmm. for me it was kind of a toss-up absolutely year. i feel much more strongly my only beef whenever i get to the best picture thing is if a, a movie that feels like it was paint by numbers to win an mm-hmm. award wins that's when i get pissed right well, that um, would be like the post that would be like the post <laughs> yeah so like the post here I'm so sorry. A beautiful mind was one of those for <laughs> yes. me you know and like that infuriated me when a beautiful mind won and i <laughs> love ron howard and you know like, yeah i ruined an oscar party but, years ago when social network lost to king's speech <gasps> i ruined so it I, they, I got everyone got tired of my bitch and i probably ruined it for everyone sure did, so yeah. ever since that year i just decided not to <laughs> not get to. invested anymore emotionally <laughs> so i, I I'm not going to ruin any more Oscar parties. Well, I'm glad that you can put your passions aside, Ryan, but some of us just can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, speaking of, do you think that there will, if three billboards wins, will there be, will there be a backlash? I mean, will we see that? In- of course. There's going to be some sector of the internet who are going to Throw well, that's fit. just the internet. It doesn't matter what wins. Right. The internet has become a really nasty, mm. dark place. The thing about um, this category is like the preferential ballot. It could be anybody. Yeah. It really could. We don't know. It's so new because they only um, brought it back oh. a couple of years ago. Oh. This, this ballot system. And it's, we've, we've gotten surprised after year after year. Yeah. I don't know if you knew spotlight was going to win. I, no, it, I, I had the revenant. No, see, I well, I voted for Spotlight because I just preferred it to the Revenant. But that was again another. That was the fair, that was one of the first times we saw a mm-hmm. split in recent years. Um, yeah, it just could be anybody. Honestly, I could see Get Out. I could see Shape of Water um, getting more number two votes because they. Yeah. The movie, like we've learned from last year with Moonlight and La La Land, why did why do you think like La La Land lost? 
because it had some detractors, right? Mm-hmm. It was voted like last on a lot of people's ballots. That's right. Or on on that's some right. section that's of that's right. The non-musical fans, right? <laughs> non-musical really fans like or people who who you know there was the the backlash. Well, that came. I think I think that's why Moulin Rouge lost to Beautiful Mind. Is that right? Okay. There's a certain sector of people who just don't like don't, musicals. Don't like no. musicals. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, I have right. people who just won't even consider. Because that year, Moulin Rouge had been winning everything, everything. Right. for like 16 months. You know, like festivals across the board, and then every award show leading up to the Oscars, and then the Oscars yeah. goes to Beautiful Mind. It was like, what the? <laughs> you know. And I think it's just it was just that like and La La Land came at the worst time it came a white movie came the year right after the and it's it's unfair I I do feel bad for La La Land because I do love La La Land I do yeah I mean it was my favorite film it it is choreography (laughs) was yeah it it got a little bit of an unfair treatment I feel yes Mm -hmm. you know with especially with people who are just saying flat out oh that movie's racist I think that's totally not. A pr- you know what I mean? People will go that far on the internet. Because wow. it's all white. Well, yeah, right. I guess. Where's the colored people? Like, right. It's like, okay, you know. But do we really think that Damien Chazelle is a racist? Like, is that fair? No. Yeah, it's yeah. horribly unfair. Yeah. You know? So, you know, um, I think this year there are some detractors of three billboards, and that could prevent it from winning. True. But the thing is, is there's But three so- billboards also has some things going for it in that it is a small budget small, budget small film mm-hmm. that had a limited run like it's a festival darling mm-hmm. too you know and academy voters also like to they vote for those clearly two love that it. can help yeah. mm-hmm. give it the boost there's you know, a there's keep, a case to be up, made so. about most most of these yeah. yeah i definitely think this this year's best picture winner is it's a more open field than in some years i think there's at least four in here that mm-hmm. could i'm going to Break something out right now. Yeah, break you, it you, out. you know the SAG, SAG Ensemble? Yeah. Yes. Ooh. So if you get nominated for SAG Ensemble, mm-hmm. I don't think a film has won without a SAG Ensemble nomination for like 20-something years. Right. Last year, La La Land didn't have a SAG Ensemble nomination. Right. So that should have been people's hint. Like, not everyone, not all the actors are on board, right? Right. right. The biggest branch in the Academy being actors. Right. They, I mean, if they're not going to put in SAG Ensemble, then that shows that there's not that much passion from the actor for this movie. Now, the only three movies that have nominations is Three Billboards, Lady Bird, and Get Out. So in theory, it should be one of those movies. Yep. And then there's also, but every single one of those movies. And those are like the three smallest films of the group, right? I mean. Right. The little engines that could. Right. Um, (laughs) But each one of those have a problem. Three Billboards, Missing Directing. Yeah. Lady Bird um, is, what's the problem with Lady Bird? Not going to win a lot. It's not going to win almost anything. Yeah. And then Get Out, it might miss, you know, screenplay. It didn't, oh yeah, both of them weren't nominated for editing. You usually need an editing nomination. So everything's missing something. So it really is an it a is big op- deal. It is, it's an open, yeah. You wow. Know? I mean, editing, you typically to win Best Picture, you need an editing nomination. Yeah. So the and shape, they didn't even get the Shape of Water is the only one in there. And Shape of Water has all those things, except it doesn't have the SAG Ensemble nominee. So everything is completely up for grabs. Yeah. Up for grabs. It's going to be an exciting one to watch. Um, I think so, anyways. My theory is it's three billboards. Yeah. Because there's a lot of passion. And this is the reason why La La Land, this is my opinion. And I'm all right until I'm wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> again, I could be like an idiot. So, last year, La La Land uh, lost um, to Moonlight, mm-hmm. right? But I think what happened is the detractors of La La Land knew what movie to pick, right? 
if they hated La La Land, what are they going to yes. vote for? We're going to vote for Moonlight. Moonlight there was like yes. a consensus. You don't pick. know here, yeah. But here, there's like split decision. They're yeah. all going different directions. So you're going to have people who people are going to be pick, picking between Get Out and Lady Bird for its various reasons, right. and then you've got Shape of Water for a whole nother set on your tech side. Right. And, and yeah, that's a really good yeah. point. So that's if you really hate three billboards. What are you going You're for? Not Everyone's going to go direction. for Shape of Water. Exactly. You might which go for Get Out. You might go for Billboard's favor. Which works in his yeah. favor. Yeah. So that's, a, that's my that's theory. Yeah. All because right. Because it, it's that sort of thing. I don't think you're going to be like, wrong on that if, theory. If half the people who maybe would vote for Three Billboards decide not to, yeah. but they split themselves across mm-hmm. three exactly. other movies, exactly. Three Billboards still going to still come win. Out on top. Yeah. Exactly. So they need to get together. The detractors, if you don't like it, get together and pick one. The internet. Go all in. Put a Facebook page together. Exactly. <laughs> Start a Reddit thread. Come on, we can do this. So what did Mark go with? He went. I'm sure he went with Three Billboards. Oh, that's weird. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I, it's okay. I he probably phone, went with Three phone. Billboards. He probably went with Three Billboards. I guess I could have plugged my phone in. Shape of Water could happen. It could. I don't know, but I feel like I'm pretty sure gonna... he had three billboards written down. Yeah. And I feel like if he gets directing, people are going to be like, oh, we gave it to him for directing. Let's give it to something. Right. Yeah. That's just yeah. been. And again, that goes that goes to screenplay. If we see three billboards win screenplay, I think that's telling. Yes. Who, won, get who out won the SAG? Wins... Who won the SAG award? Uh, for ensemble? Yeah. Now, typically, who wins is not as important. I think Hidden Figures won a few years ago and right. didn't really matter. Um, three billboards won SAG ensemble. And I think, again, I think more often than not, though, the one that wins yeah. that there also wins Best Picture. If Get Out Sometimes. wins Best Original Screenplay, does it have a better odds for Best Picture? Which one? Uh, Get Out. Get Out. Yes. If if Get Out wins Original Screenplay, I honestly would think. That it might have a good shot there. I'm gonna if hold it doesn't. My, I'm going to like, because again, that's the same thing that, um, what was the movie? Um that you mentioned earlier, the one about journalism. Sorry. Oh, Spotlight. Spotlight. Yes. It only won screenplay. That's right. And then it won an ensemble the best cast. Picture. An ensemble it also cast. won ensemble. Mm-hmm. And and Get Out had that on SAG ensemble nomination. Mm-hmm. So if if Get Out wins screenplay, I'm gonna be in suspense actually. Yeah. I if really it does, am. I'm gonna be freaking out. If Three Billboards wins, I'm gonna kick back and already know what's gonna happen. That's basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What <laughs> Put it on the small screen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for sitting thank down. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Stuff out. Um, we usually get together and do a recap show. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to figure out my schedule and see when I'm in for a night. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and we'll have to squeeze it in real fast and make it happen. Um, but uh, I'll let you guys know when I'm back in town. And, and, and let's get together and review how we all did. Um, Allie usually keeps these. Yes. For I will the sake be of making us uh, honest. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'll need marks. Uh, so what, what happens on the podcast? Do you guys just have bragging rights when you get them all? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm and so afraid it's Mark, who deserves man. it and, you know, what does it, we, yeah. If, if Mark so says it, so I don't know Mark. if I'm going to be on it. I Let me see Mark. Is it on here or no? No, it's oh, not on here. You'll okay. have to send it. I think I'll, I'll send it to you. But if one of you will take his, his, his ballot and compare it to Vegas's numbers for me. <laughs> I can do that. And just see if that. that's in fact what he's doing. Because I'm betting that. you that's what he's doing. <laughs> it's a smart move. I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this has been our Oscar Predictions podcast. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Allie, thank you for once again doing this. Um, yes, yeah, This so is much one fun. of my favorite podcasts it. every yeah. year. Yeah. And Ryan, thank you for joining us. Thanks I for... would love for you to also become a fixture on this podcast yeah, every year. Because you have great awesome. opinions. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Know, you. It's, Thanks it's, for inviting me. I love the Oscars. So yeah. This is great. Um, and uh, for all of you who are listening to the show, 
catch the Oscars when they drop and then see how we did. And we'll all get together sometime in the next month or so and uh, recap ourselves and poke each other in the yeah tell us what you think you know, and uh and yeah and we'll see how everything everybody does and how the oscars fare uh till next time this is the intellectual podcast i'm david s dawson i'm with Allie lennox and ryan councilman and we will catch you guys again very soon Hey guys, you know the Intellectual Podcast is now a member of the Gunna Geek Network. We're really excited about that. And I want to make sure that you check out some of the shows that are available on the network. Every Tuesday, you'll find Digital Soup at the intersection of tech, gaming, entertainment, and comedy. Join three longtime friends, Jason, Adam, and usually Dave, as they discuss everything from CPUs to celebrities, and maybe even the occasional quiz show. That's weekly on Tuesdays, the Digital Soup Podcast, a member of the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com.